I am Mike Wollert, and this is the Miked Up IDP Podcast, where it's all about the IDP. We are talking individual defensive players. You won't find any diva quarterbacks or wide receivers. The running backs, they do not matter. And it's all about the defensive tackles, the edge rushers, the big hitting linebackers, and the ball hawking defensive backs. So we are week five, just past the quarter point of the NFL season. And uh, and another COVID situation. Uh, fortunately, no games are canceled. Um, no bye weeks. We just have some games moved around. Uh, we have a doubleheader again on Monday with the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots. And then on Tuesday, we get the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. So uh, the NFL is doing a, an okay job in getting these games switched around. So it looks like you should have all those players ready to go for um, for your games this week. So as of right now, it doesn't look like you need to take any t- anybody out of your lineups. Um, the Jets players... Um, there was a player that had a, a presumptive positive, but it looks like that now is negative. So uh, the Jets and the Cardinals game is a full go on Sunday, which uh, which is good news. So um, so that is this week five. So before we get into the rankings and the news and the analysis, let's get to the Thursday night IDP review. So, yeah, the uh, Chicago Bears Tampa Bay game was was ugly, um, not not from an offensive standpoint, only 39 points were scored, but just overall, even from a defensive standpoint, it was just an ugly game. Um, it was just one of those games where nothing really happened again offensively, and even the defensive players, at least, you know, on the linebackers for the for the Buccaneers, they just, there was just no, not many plays happened there, you know, just didn't seem like they were in position to make plays. Um, I will say uh, Khalil Mack certainly welcomed Tristan Wirfs to the NFL and in only away he knows how he certainly bullied Werfs around um including giving him a, a really nice hip toss that the excellence of execution Brett Hart would have been proud of uh he beat Tristan Werfs for a sack which was the first sack uh that that Werfs had allowed in the NFL so he won five games before he allowed his first sack Werfs been playing really well um yeah I mentioned within my my tweet thread that Mac had a rougher matchup um if you benched him, I I certainly I did not expect him to have a two sack game. Um, he got he did get matched up on Donovan Smith, who is kind of the, a weaker tackle. But uh, if you benched Khalil Mack, I I still wouldn't be necessarily angry that those points are on the bench. It was a rough matchup, and Mack had kind of been up and down. So again, don't feel bad. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, certainly a good game for for Khalil Mack. Uh, within that same tweet thread, I did mention potentially sitting Akeem Hicks. So, so at least that worked out. At least one of those calls worked out. Uh, Hicks only had three tackles. Um, Ali Marpet is actually a really good offensive lineman. I think he had allowed maybe one or two total pressures uh, throughout the entire season. So that was just a rough, uh, a rough matchup. Um, I think Danny Trevathan led the, the linebacker group with, with tackles, but he's still falling below that 80% snap threshold so it's his production i think is going to be inconsistent on a weekly basis so he's not someone i'm still actively looking at at targeting or starting um roquan smith should have had two tackles at least two more tackles he had two really bad misses um 
which would have been solo tackles and, and tackles for a loss. He had him, he had, I think it was Ronald Jones twice dead to rights in the backfield and just, just missed. So uh, kind of a, a rougher game for Warquan. Uh, Devin White and, and Levante David, they each had a miss. But again, not really many tackle opportunities for them. The Bears just 13 rushing attempts by running backs. So when you when you're not really running the ball, and you know there's just not very many opportunities for for tackles. And and for Devin White and Levante David owners, don't drop them. Don't panic. It was just one of those games. This is IDP. Um, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, you have 11 players going after one ball. So there's, you know, there's certainly going to be those weeks where there's going to be up and down. So um, I own Levante David in a few leagues. I'm certainly not benching him. I'm certainly not moving him. Um, you might even want to potentially buy uh, David at this point, maybe off of a, off of a bad game, but don't, don't panic. So, um, it was just one of those ugly games, and um, hopefully your your lineups are solid for for week five, and we move on. And um, and speaking of week five, let's get into some of the injury situations and the rankings. So some of the week five injury situations that need monitoring or that need. Um, uh, yeah, that need monitoring. One, we know Jamal Adams is out, so get him out of your lineups. It looks like we're going to have another week of Ryan Neal. So he's uh, technically, I, I say this in quotes, the replacement, but, you know, it's trying to um, it's trying to replace Christian McCaffrey or trying to replace Ezekiel Elliott. It's really tough. Um, so Ryan Neal is going to be the replacement. Buda Baker is uh, he's in, so he should be active. It sounds like he's playing with a cast. He did mention a little bit restrictive, but. You know, I think he's still, you, you still need to start him. I have him ranked um, at the top of my ranking, so I don't I don't see him having, hopefully having any type of restrictions. But he said, hey, it's just something he's going to have to get used to. Uh, Miles Jack is um, has been limited, so he's questionable. He's probably trending toward that dreaded game time decision. Um, Dakota Allen was the guy that, that filled in for Jack uh, last week when he, when he left, so... I guess, you know, if you need a, um, a streamer or a, a fill-in, um, I guess Dakota Allen is going to be your guy here. Um, Matt Milano and, and Jerry Hughes, I think, are kind of same. They're um, limited. They're, you know, kind of trending toward that uh, that uh, game-time decision. Uh, with Chase Young, again, limited, uh, limited in practice, questionable. He's got a rougher matchup also this week. The Rams' offensive line has been really good. Um, I think they've only allowed uh, a sack uh, at the tackle position, so tough matchup. But um, I think if he's your your DL two, DL three, I think you can start him. He's he's one of those guys that can that can certainly take advantage of a matchup. Uh, Jabril Peppers has been limited, um, but I think he's trending towards playing. So just keep an eye on him over the weekend. Uh, Darius Leonard uh, is out, so I didn't actually have him ranked. I had a feeling he was going to be out. Um, but he is out um, as an IDP guy that stinks because you always want the best guys. But as a Browns fan, I'm, I'm concerned about his long-term health, and I want to see him healthy. So Darius, take the week off, and, uh, and we'll, see you, uh, we'll see you in week six. So get better and uh, uh, get yourself healthy. Uh, Anthony Walker popped up this week as a, as with a did not practice and an ankle injury, um, put in some limited work. So he is, 
again, limited, uh, questionable Bobby Okereke. Um, he practiced, so I think he's going to be out there. And it looks as if, though, Carlos Dunlop was removed as, as the starter. And again, use that in air quotes because we know starting as in defense doesn't really matter. Um, you can be a starter and only play 12 snaps. Um, but Carlos Dunlop, it looks like he's he's been removed out of as the starting lineup. And Carl Lawson has been put in and um, and looks to get, you know, a, a little bit more run at, at defensive line. So I ranked Dunlop lower, more along the lines because of poor performances. So. I still think loss. Uh, I still think Dunlop is going to be involved. Um, he's not going to get eighty percent of the snaps anymore, but he could, you know, just be that pin your ears back, go get the quarterback, and still be involved in anywhere between fifty to sixty percent of the snaps. But I, I, what I think is Lawson is going to be on the the higher end of the split. So, um, and he's not just going to be involved in pass rush situations. So, um, for Dunlop owners, that kind of stinks. Now he's kind of that. DL3 now, um, but uh, but that is, those are just some of the situations to monitor, and uh, we move on to the IDP rankings for week five. So first up, we are going to look at the um, at the defensive line position, our top, my top 10. So with my top 10, I have Miles Garrett, number one, and I can't rank him any higher. Um, Anthony Costanzo being out is going to be a huge blow. And with Philip Rivers already just a statue back there, um, without your, your, your left tackle, um, that's, a, that's a rough go when you have to face someone like Miles Garrett. Uh, so I have Miles Garrett, number one. I have Aaron Donald, number two. I have Joey Bosa, number three. J.J. Watt, number four. Jordan, or Cameron Jordan at number five. Alden Smith at number six, Frank Clark, number seven, Cameron Hayward, number eight, Josh Allen, if he's healthy and ready to go, I have him at nine, and at number 10, I have Yannick Ngakoue. Um, in terms of the matchups that, that stand out to me um, this week, um, Alden Smith, um, he was held in check against Cleveland. Um, they did they did a good job on him, but he draws another favorable matchup against another rookie in Andrew Thomas. Um, even though Smith didn't produce a sack, uh, he generated a near 16% pressure rate, so he's active. He does not stop. Uh, Thomas has had his rookie struggles um, up until, you know, throughout his first couple of weeks. Um, he's been responsible for three sacks and 19 total quarterback pressures, so I think there's going to be a lot of passing in this game, and I think Alden Smith is is really in a good spot to produce, especially with the matchup uh, opposite Andrew Thomas. So uh, fire up Alden Smith as your, as a defense, as your DL1. Uh, next, we have J.J. Watt um, with his matchup against uh, Juwan Taylor. Uh, yeah, we have an APB uh, sent out to look for Watt. Um, I think we're going to find him. Um, he had a clean sweep in week four, but in a bad way. Uh, no sacks, no hits, no hurries. So that is uh, a goose egg you do not want. Um, the lack of pressures last week certainly has brought down his pressure rate. He's, he's fallen below 8%. But I think this is a, a get right, a good uh, kind of get right, squeaky wheel gets the grease matchup. I never thought I'd use that, um, that simile with, with J.J. Watt, but uh, Jawan Taylor is a, a really good matchup for him. Um, he's recorded 16 career sacks against the Jaguars, and Taylor has struggled in pass protection this season. So, again, he's been responsible for three sacks and 15 total quarter pressures. So, 
I think there's at least one set coming, um, but I think this could be one of those multi-set games for uh, for J.J. Watt this week. Uh, for those in Edge leagues or formats, um, I really like Matthew Judon. Um, so if he's got that Edge DL eligibility, this is a matchup uh, you, you certainly want to take, uh, take advantage of. Um, he'll have boomer bust potential, but he is a, a consistent pressure monster. Uh, three plus pressures in three straight games and five plus pressures in two of his last four. John um, generating a near 14% pressure rate and has just been a few steps shy of, of getting a few more sacks because he's got six quarterback hits. Uh, this week he matches up against the human turnstile that is Bobby Hart. Um, Hart has allowed 20 total quarterback pressures. Um, including two quarterback sacks and four hits. So I like Matthew Judon's matchup. Uh, my sleeper um, for this week is Kerry Hyder. So he's going to be my choice this week, who's one of those guys that can uh, that can sneak in top 20, top 15. I know I missed on Nafidi Odenigbu, but he Odenigbu had a really good game, just came up a little bit short. But uh, Hyder produced a sack last week, ended up with a 16% pressure rate, took advantage of that matchup against the Eagles. Um, the Dolphins are still going to roll out Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, no mobility whatsoever with Fitzpatrick. So Hyder's been a, a consistent pass rusher, generating a 14.5% pressure rate this season. Um, Austin Jackson looks like he is out. So there's rumblings that uh, Julian Davenport could get that start. Um, and if that's the case, friends, I think this is going to put the nail in the coffin uh, of Ryan Fitzpatrick because if Julian Davenport is anywhere near an offensive line, he's going to get Ryan Fitzpatrick killed. Maybe they're trying to go that route to get to Tua Tagliova, and I probably just butchered his name, but um, maybe that's the plan. But yeah, if Julian Davenport gets the start, uh, Kerry Hyder could get two or three sacks. So um, I certainly like Kerry Hyder if you have him. Um, like I said, I'm not starting him over Miles Garrett or anybody like that, but if, he, if he's in as a DL two or three, um, I think you're in a good spot with, uh, with Kerry Hyder this week. So those are the top 10 defensive linemen and the, and, and some of the matchups I like next up, we're going to go to the linebacker position. So number one, number one in our minds, number one in our hearts, Bobby Wagner. I, he's always, you know, he's just, he's a, he's a number one guy. He always has that number one upside. So number one, Bobby Wagner, Number two, I've got Blake Martinez. Number three, I have Joe Schobert. Number four, Dion Jones. Number five, Jalen Smith. Number six, Jordan Hicks. Number seven, Zach Cunningham. Number eight, which is not going to happen in any way, shape, or form, but number eight, I had Devin White against the Chicago Bears. Number nine, Demario Davis against the Los Angeles Chargers. And rounding out the top 10, I have Eric Kendricks against the Seattle Seahawks. So a couple of the matchups I like this week. Um, yeah, I've got Deion Jones pretty high against the, the Carolina Panthers. He's been consistent, but hasn't had that double-digit tackle breakout game just yet. But I think this is the week uh, that it happens. Um, he's recording an 11% tackle rate. Uh, faces a Panther offense that is... Uh, susceptible to, to linebackers and, and giving up tackles. So they're still, even without Christian McCaffrey, linebackers are still producing. Um, opposing inside linebackers are averaging over just over 10 tackles um, in three straight games against the Panthers. So overall, Carolina is allowing 26 total tackles to opposing linebackers. So I like Deion Jones this week. Um, 
Next, Kazir White against the Saints. You know, I have Kazir just outside of my top 10, but I've really been impressed with his play. He's held his own um, as a three-down guy, producing a 14.3% tackle rate. And what's really nice, he's only missed three tackles on the year, so he's also proving to be a reliable tackle. He's not missing tackles, which is uh, good for you because he's not leaving fantasy points on the field. Um, I think he could be busy this week with with Alvin Kamara. Um, the Saints are allowing 23 tackles a game to the linebacker position, so um, I think Kazir White um, is, a, again, a really good play. Um, Eric Kendricks uh, showed up on the injury report with a foot injury, but he's off of it as of, as of this recording, which is Friday, but he's not on the report, which is good, uh, which is definitely good news. I still think Kendricks gets overshadowed by some of the bigger names, you know, the Bobby Wagners, the Joe Schoberts, the Blake Martinez's. But he's been one of the most consistent linebackers over the last couple of seasons. Has 45 tackles this season, a 15.5% tackle rate, over 291 snaps. And this isn't, that's not a small sample size. That's a good sample. So he is, he's matchup proof. He's a guy you put, just plug in your lineup. And I think he's going to be busy with Chris Carson this week. So definitely Eric Kendricks, make sure he is in your lineup. And my sleeper, um, a guy that could end up in the top 15, top 10, uh, Patrick Queen against the Bengals. Uh, Queen was impressive last week against the uh, the football teamers. And like Taylor Swift, he just shook off his horrible game against the Chiefs. That, my friends, is the first and the last Taylor Swift reference on this podcast. Uh, but Queen has recorded 33 tackles with 24 solo, so he's getting a 3-to-1 solo-to-assist ratio. So um, he's getting to the ball ahead of his other teammates, which is definitely what you want to see. That's more fantasy points. Um, and he's recording a 16.5% tackle rate. Uh, the Bengals are allowing 12 solo tackles a game to the linebacker position. So I think with, with that, I think Duffy Queen has that, uh, has that upside, could sneak in the top 15 if he gets all the solos this week, which... You know, with all the linebackers around him, I think that is is he's more than capable of doing that. So um, those are the linebackers I like this week. And next we are going to hit the defensive back position. Um, when doing my defensive back ranks this week, it was really ugly. Probably some of the ugliest rankings I've put together um, in a long time. Just so many injuries. Um, it, it certainly wasn't pretty. Uh, but my top 10 defensive backs for week five. Um, I have slotted in Buddha Baker at number one, Jordan Poyer, number two, Mike Hilton, number three, number four, I've got Landon Collins, number five, Josh Jones, number six, Jeremy Chin, number seven, Kenny Vaccaro, number eight, Von Bell, number nine, Marcus May, Rounding out my top 10, I've got Jonathan Abram against the Kansas City Chiefs. So some of the, the DBs I like that are in the top 10, Mike Hilton, um, Carson Wentz really not playing some good football this year. Um, and Mike Hilton been utilized all over the field in Pittsburgh's defense. Um, the unexpected bye week last week certainly left um, Mike Hilton managers, including myself, scrambling. Uh, he had consecutive weeks of 20 or more fantasy points. Three straight games of big plays, uh, whether it was an interception or a sack. Um, he's recording a 15.7% tackle rate. So um, I definitely like his matchup this week. Um, opposing corners are averaging 13 tackles and an interception a game against um, the Eagles offense. So 
Um, I think with the way the offensive line has been playing, um, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if, if I saw Mike Hilton in the stat sheet with an interception and a sack. Um, so I definitely like Mike Hilton this week. Next, we have Josh Jones against the Houston Texans. And Jones has really settled into his role um, through four games, recording a 13.4% tackle rate, uh, which has resulted in 33 tackles. So really solid play. 63% of his snaps are up on or near the line of scrimmage. Um, he's going to be busier than normal if Miles Jack misses this week. So um, I think Josh Jones is a really nice matchup. Opposing safeties are averaging um, about 12 tackles a game against the Texans offense. So we'll see if that continues um, as Houston will be marching forward with a new head coach. Uh, Romeo Cronell will be their interim head coach. So we'll see how uh, if the offense changes in any way, shape, or form with, with Cronell. But I do like Josh Jones. Next up, uh, Von Bell uh, against the Ravens. Um, the The Bengals linebackers are trash. They're just they're just bad. Um, you know they're in the NFL. They play, but they're just when you're trotting out Jermaine Pratt and and Josh Bynes, it's just it's not a good it's not a good situation. Um, Sam Hubbard is missing tackles. He's missed five, and the line and the defensive line is is really allowing ball carriers to get to the second level. Uh, Bell's tackle rate is right at 10%. It uh, just needs to get some of those solo tackles up. Uh, I do like the match for Bell this week against Baltimore's offense. Um, so it looks like Lamar Jackson should be playing, so uh, Bell could be that spy. Um, an opposing safety is averaging 16 tackles a game, so uh, for you know Bell's got a really good matchup, hits in, fits in my top 10. Um, and then my sleeper, I'm going back to the Seahawks and Vikings game. I think Shaq Griffin um is a nice uh, is a nice DB sleeper. Uh, Kirk Cousins has thrown an interception in, in three of, of his four games to a cornerback, and opposing cornerbacks are averaging 14 tackles and, and almost three defended passes a game. So um, I think you see Shaq Griffin spending most of his coverage snaps on Adam Thielen. So that should result in, in certainly uh, that should result in a plethora of targets as opposed to a plethora of pinatas. But uh, Shaq Griffin should be a uh, should be targeted pretty often, and, and I and I like Shaq Griffin as, as a potential TB sleeper this week. So those are my uh, my week five IDP rankings at each position. So without further ado, for you CB required uh, players, get out your oars, get your rowboats. Uh, we're gonna look at some streamers. So a few of the cornerback streamers I like for week five, um, we've got Tavier Thomas uh, of the Browns running against the Colts and Zach Pascal. Um, I think if Thomas has continued to get run at the slot, he'll be in play as a streamer. Um, over the last three weeks, he's averaging nearly seven targets a game. So quarterbacks are throwing at him um, and he's producing tackle numbers. So um, it looks like Phillip Rivers is really turning to, to Pascal as one of his favorite receivers. So uh, Thomas, for me, is, is certainly going to be in play um, as a streamer, especially if he's going to get that volume of targets. Um, and again, we're going to stay within the, the Colts and the Browns game. Uh, and I like Rakia Sin, uh, who should be matched up on Odell Beckham, um, who the Browns are really looking to involve in the game plan early. Um, you know, Rock missed weeks two and three, returned in week four, and was thrown at five times. Uh, Beckham has received six targets in each of his first four games, so uh, I think Rakiusin could be uh, certainly could be busy with uh, with Odell Beckham this week. 
next up we've got uh, Bradley Roby uh, against DJ Chark and the Jaguars. Um, the Gardner Minshew led Jaguars have allowed opposing quarterbacks or opposing cornerbacks uh, to record 15 tackles and two defended passes per game. I think Roby could be in for a pretty busy day if he's going to be on Chark. Uh, on most of his coverage snaps. Uh, Roby's been thrown at 19 times, um, and he's recorded 17 tackles and three defended passes. So I think Mishu, I think, is going to keep um, Chark busy so and, and feed him the ball, uh, which should translate to some success for Bradley Roby. Uh, last up, uh, I have Nickel Roby Coleman, or Nickel Roby Coleman. I mean, what a perfect name. I mean, you're born to be a slot receiver with a name of Nickel. Um, I think this is a good game for Juju, and I think he gets peppered with targets this week. Um, I think if the Steelers game plan, they'll look that and see that, that Coleman is uh, kind of the weak spot um, of the secondary. So uh, NRC has been thrown at five times um, over the last two weeks, but I think he's going to see that many targets opposite Juju Smith this week. So I think from an IDP standpoint, uh, Roby Coleman hasn't done much, but I think he's in a good spot, and I think he is. Um, I think he's going to break out. I think this is a good week for for Coleman. So, those are your cornerback streamers. Um, as always, please check out my work at Four for Four. My Week Five IDP waiver wire picks are up. Uh, as always, look to also my previous uh, waiver wire picks if. If you're looking for other suggestions, those are, you know, all of those guys previous weeks still stand. They're still uh, relevant. If they're available, pick those guys up. Uh, the IDP ranks will be updated throughout the weekend. Um, and the three down linebackers, you know, there have, some been, there have been some green dot updates and also some some linebacker rotations. So, uh, you know, I not to not to digress. Um, don't fall for the for the fool's gold like the Kamu. Gruger Hills of the world who will produce double-digit fantasy points, have these great games, and then you find out they're only playing six or seven snaps, and then next week they go back to producing two or three fantasy points. So the the Kamu Gruger Hills, the um, I mean, even Tahir Whitehead now is, is falling out of favor, is falling out of the rotation. Guys like Hassan Reddick, you know, six points, eight points, he'll have a double-digit. Don't don't fall for these guys. And keep an eye out for the rotations. Um, definitely reference that three-down linebacker. I know the Bengals are now really in more of a rotation. You know, no one is really seeing 70% of the snaps. So, I mean, the Bengals rotation is is a mess. Um, you know my stance on the on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, that one especially. I mean, there's keep an eye on on the three-down linebackers. I'll I'll let you know which which groups are. You know, have a linebacker to target, which are, are in a, a rotational mess. So definitely reference that article weekly. Bookmark it. Uh, John Paulson has your accurate ranks and your seek, sneaky starts for week five. Uh, Jennifer Eakins, God bless her. She is doing a great job updating the COVID ID or the COVID tracker, um, keeping that updated as much as she can. Uh, Alex Galhar has your week five buy lows, sell highs, and the guys to hold. And as always, George Criticos has your week five rundown. Does a really good job with that. So that is week five. So boy, you know, not too much going on. You know, it's another week, right? Um, 
So keep, just keep an eye on those games that have been moved just in case anything happens, but hopefully we won't get any more positive tests. Uh, all the games will go on and we'll have a, a good Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of, uh, of football. So with that, that is week five. This is Mike Woldert. This is Mike'd Up. This is the Mike'd Up IDP podcast. So good luck this week. May all of your IDP lineups be optimal. And as always, stay classy, IDP Nation. This has been a production of the Big Three Network.